tonight on Whiskey Waffle. We're the whiskey guys, so yep. what are we without whiskey? We're just guys. In the little oblongular prison. Oblongular prison. That is the phrase of the night at Whiskey Waffle. That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Welcome along, fellow wafflers, to episode number 36 of the Whiskey Waffle podcast. My name is Ted. And my name is Nick. Ah! Nick! Dude, what's Wait, wrong? Something's wrong. Oh. So, something, something's terribly wrong. Something doesn't feel right here. Yeah. I, I feel weird. Dad, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling the same thing. What? What's happening? Is this what it is like to podcast? Without a dram? No. Well, apparently it is because neither of us are sitting here with a dram. It's actually a, a Wednesday afternoon. It's very wet out there as well. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. The it's perfect pro- day for sitting indoors with a dram, eh, Ted? Yeah, it was probably wetter out here, out there than it is going to be in here today. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what you did there. Yes, so this is going to be an interesting episode of Whiskey Waffle. This, this is a perfect uh, time to test whether we actually just sound slurred and a bit weird in normal life. Yeah, yeah. Or if it, yeah, if it's just, just under the influence of <laughs> alcohol. Yes, so the reason that there is no alcohol present for this recording session is the fact that we, Whiskey Waffle, are doing Dry July. Hooray! Hooray. Yeah, that's the response we get from most people when we tell them that. Has no one been really like, yeah, good for you, that's great. We got booed once when we announced it. Yeah, I I upset my mum the other night. I went um, went up to her place and she sort of went into the pantry and said, uh, what do you want? Referring to our usual practice of having a cheeky G&T together. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, nothing, I'm on Dry July. And she came out looking very angry with me. And- <laughs> People actually get quite offensive. I, I guess it's because it's part of you know our identity as Whiskey Waffle. We are, we're the whiskey guys. So yep. what are we without whiskey? We're just guys. Two guys. Yeah, I know. Just waffle. Yeah, yeah, basically. Well, you're about to get a whole lot of it anyway. Um, yeah, so the most common response I get when I say doing Dry July, people are like, why? <laughs> um, but no, there, there's lots of good reasons. I mean, obviously we're raising money for cancer research. Ray, that's that's a good one. That is a good one. Like- that is a good one. And you can donate to the Whiskey Waffle cause by going to Dry July Donate and just searching for Whiskey Waffle. Um, we're on there making a bit of a slow start to the month, but that's something we're going to be ramping up as the month goes on. I'm going to do that right now. Beep, 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 beep. That's how my phone works. Excellent. Um, <laughs> You've got uh, a yeah, Nokia we- 3310. But for those people who are about to switch off because they'll think there'll be none of the usual drunken antics, never fear. There is still going to be a whiskey review this episode and a few drunken games because we recorded some extra sections last recording session. Hooray! Hurrah! Yes, the Patreons do not need to be uh, fearing that they're not going to get a delicious alcoholic dram. Uh, this month, they will still be receiving one of those, and you'll hear about that uh, coming up in the uh... in the whiskey. Um, speaking of Patreons, Ted, we've got a new one. Hooray! We've got a new waffle, a new official waffler and drinking buddy uh, about to receive, uh, well, a handful of drams actually coming his way. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, all you non-gender specific pronouns. Yes, and dogs. And dogs, too. Mm. Uh, or any general of, pet. Yeah, a lot of pets listen to our podcast. Yes. Please be upstanding. We induct you. As an official waffler. To pontificate purposefully. And verbalise verbosely. At Whiskey Is My Jam. <laughs> that's it. Um, that That's his name. That's that's what you get. Yep. And go, go look him up yep. um, on, the, on the Twitters, on the Instas. Um, yep. It's a very entertaining whiskey account. So cheers, Whiskey Is My Jam, for getting on board. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a logo that looks like it's like got a bottle and a basketball. Mm. Or is it? Does it have a basketball? Yeah, it does have a basketball. It's a basketball hoop. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, check that guy out. Mm. Um, right then, well, our waffle section today does lead rather nicely into our non-drinking section because today we're going to be looking at a range of non-alcoholic spirits. So, so hold, 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 wait, 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 wait. You just said non-alcoholic. I, got, I get that bit, I get that bit. Mm, yeah. But then you said spirits. I know, I know. That's not quite the definition of it, isn't it? It doesn't really work. There's only one thing that I could possibly say that's worse than that. Ted's just, just he's struggling over there. Yeah. Um, there's only one thing I could say that's worse. Yes. Non-alcoholic whiskey. Uh! <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, without any further ado, shall we get into the waffle and crack open some bottles? Uh, yes. <laughs> is, is that the right answer? Open mind, Ted. Open mind. Open mind. Look, that, that's, that's the key thing. Everyone, everyone, 
when we go into the waffle, let's just remember, open minds. Well, shall we get intro in them? Shall we get introing? Shall we get intro it? Intro it. <laughs> I need booze, Ted. I can't talk without booze. The Waffle. Okay, so... So, I'd probably like to start off by thanking some people that have been supporting us already with this Dry July. Um, some some of the makers and distributors of these <clears throat> non-alcoholic spirits. Open <clears throat> mind, open mind. Yeah, That's open mind, open mind. Open mind. Yep. So, um, yeah, just thanks to um, a couple of companies that I want to mention. First of all, I want to mention Liars. Liars have been really um, friendly and getting in touch and really supportive. Wait, are you saying Liars is in... L-I-A-R-S. Yeah, I know. It's because they're calling their product non-alcoholic spirit. Um, no, L-Y-R-E-S. Ah, I realize right, right, right. that that doesn't come through on audio. Yeah, um, Australian Company, which we'll talk more about in a moment, um, have sent us not only um, a couple of bottles, but also various two different types of premix that they are releasing. Oh, yes. Well. I have a couple of examples here. They have a Liars American Malt and Cola. It's got a bear on the front. And a Liars Dark and Spicy. We'll come to that. But I also want to thank the folks at Sands Drinks for hooking up, up with a bottle of Glen Docus. At least that's how I'm assuming you say it. Um, which Glen is Docus. A, it's, yeah. It sounds Scottish. Yeah, which is kind of the, the style that they're hoping to emulate, I imagine. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to try a couple of these. I think we should start with a scotch. <laughs> Did you just say scotch? I don't... I, I, what's the protocol? I mean... Yeah. Look... Let's let's have a let's have a look. So while Nick's pouring, uh, I can pour myself a Stota. <laughs> so you, you can, can pour yourself one and drive home. <laughs> you can pour yourself as much as you like. Chuck me your glass. Because what what I am seeing on the top of this bottle. So I, I mean, the bottle that I'm looking at looks like if you, if you just glanced at it in a shop, you'd think there is a bottle of Scottish whiskey. Let's let's call it Scotch because it's probably that's what it's aiming to be. A bottle of Scotch. And all all looks very uh, very real, very sort of um, schmick. Yeah, it could be one of those bottom shelf blends, really, couldn't it? Yeah, I don't think it's bottom bottom shelf blend. I think it's a mid level shelf. It'll, it'll probably sit next to a bottle of like Johnny Walker or um, mm. um, Grant's. Grant's is probably yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Good one, but it does say on the top of the bottle. 100% alcohol free. And down the bottom, the alcohol percentage: 0.0% alcohol. Mm, but um, yeah, well, I think the real key bit of marketing here is essence of Scotland, because what they've done is got some water and put some essence in it. Whiskey yep. essence, well, vanilla essence. I mean, yeah, here's the ingredients: Carrigorn Highland Spring Water, botanical extracts, aged barrel elicitation, <laughs> glycerin. Okay, there's your mouthfeel. White grape vinegar. Oh yes, you want that alcoholic tang. Mm. Burnt sugar. Yeah, a bit of barrel sweetness. Caramel, there's ah, the colour. So it's made by Diageo. Yeah. <laughs> sea salts. Okay, trying to emulate some highlandy coastal stuff. Citric acid. Okay. Potassium sorbate. It's, um, yeah, a lot more ingredients than whiskey has. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, there's only one way to find out, Ted. We need to, we need to actually try some. Remember, open mind. I, I, do, I doubt that I'm going to make my um, happy Pete snort. Yeah. I'm not making a happy beat snort. What is that? It's like musty cupboards. Mmm. It's, well, it's cloying. It's very sweet. Yeah, there's something. Oh. There is, there is something. There's a bit, it's a bit mouthwashy <laughs> and I haven't even tasted it yet. That's, that's, did it say glycerol? Glycerol. That's yeah. your, that's your yeah, mouthwash yeah. right there. They've, you know, chucked a bunch of acids in there. Oh gosh, there's a bit of, um. Um, you know, Uncle Eddie's oh, it's, it's, moonshine. Back. It's it's like oh. really old carpet. <laughs> really old carpet. Really, really old carpet. The question is though, Ted. Like we we describe whiskeys like in this way. Does this smell like a whiskey to you? No, it no, does it not. It does not smell like whiskey thing. at all. <laughs> and I know I said open mind, but like I'm thinking, it's one thing to emulate the sort of the the flavour of a whiskey, the the nose, the smell, the aroma, but mouthfeel. How can you recreate mouthfeel with non-alcoholic you know, with water, basically. Guess this, we're about to find out. This is, this is well, at least at this point, it's not making me happy on the nose. <coughs> no, it's very unpleasant. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I, I'm not going to say slonger to this. No. Um, bottoms up. Here's, here's looking at you, blue eyes. Oh, no, 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 no. 
That is decidedly unpleasant. That is not great. No, that is... Ugh. Have they... All right. In... <laughs> Trying to trying to remain open minded, but it's it's <laughs> it's rapidly closing. <laughs> it's rapidly closing. I mean, I just want to ask a very crucial question here: Have these people <laughs> ever in their lives <laughs> tasted whiskey? Surely not. Like if this is what you come up with as a marketable product, it's 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 gone through all the focus groups. It's like um, it's very medicine-y. I was I was about to say it's like. Someone's spilled cherry medicine on some very old dusty carpet. Yeah, that's that's a really good, really good call. Actually, I've I've drunk things in my life that are a lot better than this. Yep. Ah, uh, I, I think just about every whiskey I've ever tried, and that's including every Johnny Walker. This is uh, big call. This is including Black Douglas. <laughs> I would prefer to drink Black Bloody Douglas than. Then, then Glenn Dokus, 0% alcohol. Whiskey, whiskey is... you famously said that you would take coal from Santa instead of oh, uh, I would, a bottle yeah. of that. So. I would... Oh, man. If this is this, this is an indication of the um, right. non-alcoholic well, spirits... So well. this is this is um, the Scottish version as well. Like, mm. even, even sort of the most... Uh, a Scotsman who is who has, like, wrecked himself through drinking too much whiskey over the years... And has sort of gone right. I need to cut back. I need to sort of do something to stop this cycle. They're going to have one sip of this and go nut. Back to the whiskey. Um, and here is the thing. And I'm going to make this prediction here and now. Uh, even though I'm meant to be going to this with an open mind, these non-alcoholic spirits <laughs> are not meant to be drunk neat. That is my prediction. I, that's where I was getting to. As mm. I was about to say to you, I'm actually like, thinking that if you were to mix this with coke. It might give the impression of uh, a Scotch and Coke or a. Would it though? I don't know if this <coughs> I, I, one actually tastes said, like something you want to even drink. With I said else. might. I said might. Um, but the thing is, yeah, you, you don't notice the alcohol when you're drinking. Um, you know, uh, Johnny and Coke. Um, from my memory of of doing it, you, you just sort of taste this sort of altered flavour, this augmented cola alcohol sort of flavour. I think my point about people who want to get off the booze stands, like, I I think a, a big point of these. Things. Another big point is to offer an alternative to people who want to have the experience of scotch or gin or what rum, whatever it is that their their poison is. But for whatever reason, if they're like doing Dry July, trying to sort of survive through that, maybe they're pregnant, maybe they're health reasons, blah, whatever, whatever, whatever. These are meant to offer a sort of a, a reasonable alternative that makes you think, okay, well, it's not the real thing, but I can at least live with it. Mm. But, mm, yeah. <laughs> shall we um, Shall we move on? Yeah, shall we try like, the next one? Let's try the Australian one. Can we Can we go tip this out? Let's um, go and tip this out. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, that's bad. That is so bad. Um... So that was the Scottish whiskey style non-alcoholic drink. Now we're going to a more sort of a, a corn-based, an American, shall we say, bourbon. Now all bourbon stays like bourbon. Well, Does this, this one. one? Does well, this one? I mean, this one isn't bourbon though, because it's no, because there's no booze in it. Um, it does have a bear with some guns on the front. Oh, the label is great. Like the, the label gra- is great. Yeah, it actually, yeah, it really pings on the shelf. I think it's it's finding its way into bars. So. Oh, it's got a lyrebird with a top hat. Hey, there you go. Love it. Right. Um, this one's Australian though. So mm. here's here's hoping that the boffins down under have done a better job than <laughs> <laughs> whatever that Glenn oh. Durkis this stuff is, is. This is sort of. I can just imagine, like during like Victorian times, the um, temperance movement and way-faced, <laughs> sort of hatchet-faced uh, women, sort of brandishing this around. <laughs> but it, I mean, that's why they're so hatchet-faced because they're drinking, <laughs> drinking that. that rubbish. Yes. Okay. So no, right. I have I have high hopes for this one. All right, liars, liars, liars. So I don't think I don't think a um, a generous glug of uh, this stuff gets to be called a stoter. I think it's a weasel. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Liars do a few non-alcoholic products, but this one's called the American oh, Malt. Oh, thank goodness. That's smells, so much, so much better. Right. I mean, it's still yeah. not whiskey. No, but it's it's not r- repugnant on the nose. No. 
Okay, so I found the liar's ingredients. Uh, mm. Water, glucose syrup, sugar, caramel sugar syrup, natural flavoring, acid, citric acid, preserves, potassium sorbate, stabilizer, cellulose gum. There you go. Um, so natural flavors. So pretty pretty similar recipes, actually. I don't think that one had glycerol, but they both no. had potassium sorbate. Yeah, stabilizer. I will say that there is a commonality in there, I think, which is the caramel. Mm. Well, well, you've got to get the color from somewhere, don't you? Well, I think it also gives it a flavor, though. I think there's a possibly. This it doesn't smell like bourbon, though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't smell like bourbon. It I'm do- so- yeah, it smells vaguely pleasant, but nor does it smell like Australian uh, corn whiskey. No, no. Well, well, shall we have a little nibble on it? Yeah, let's let's find out. Again, that mouthfeel thing is what I'm curious about. Well, that's cordial, isn't it? Thin. It's. Re- Really, really thin on the mouth. Actually, like, there was a tiny little prickle I got at the back, which is meant to yeah. replicate alcohol, but I reckon it's, yeah, some of the acids. Mm. Uh, it's, it's honey drops or something. Mm. Honey and lemon. Mm. Yeah, honey and lemon. Yeah. That's what it is. That's it. It's, it's a glass of honey lemon tea that's gone cold. It's got this, yeah, very cool, thin, very liquidy feel to mm. it. But it's not horrible. It's not. It's not terrible. I mean... Anything compared to the Glendocus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we've set it up for success. But actually, no, I've, I'm detecting something at the back of the palate which is meant to replicate whiskey burn. Do you get it? Like, just yeah. take a slug, slosh it against the back of your mouth and you feel a bit of yeah, a burn. Yeah, there is something there. Yeah. That's, you know, a couple of points there. I mean, it still tastes weird. Yeah. It doesn't taste right, but... It doesn't taste right. It's like... And and we're used to drinking spirits neat, whereas I'm sure a lot of people aren't. This, I mean, yeah, I think your point still stands that this is stuff that's meant to be drunk with other stuff. Yeah, well, we can find out. I've got some um, got some cans in the fridge. Let's do it. Yep. Let's let's yeah, dude. I think this is where ultimately where this experiment lies. I think it's liars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the liars and. Mm. So I've got the American molten cola. Hmm. Well, there's definitely something that's not just cola in there. Like it's it's augmented. I will say though, hmm. it does taste quite colory. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, I'm feeling in the back again, like that some of that acidy hit. Yeah. I think it's. Hmm. Hmm. You could almost trick me yeah, into thinking it was a cola and something. Yeah, there is something funny at the back, isn't there? Hmm. But I mean, it it kind of tastes. It's a bit like having a sort of a um. Like one of the other edition colas. Like, yeah, I know. It's that you know, vanilla Coke. Or yeah. Van- cherry. Vanilla Coke is possibly actually a... Mm. I'm going to do what um, what what Bogans do. They open their Beam and Coke can, take a few sips, then add a bit more Beam. Yep. Oh, I nearly reached for the Glendocus there. <laughs> I that saw you do that. I was like, what would are have been you an hour? doing? All right. I'm, I'm, while he's... While he's uh, bumping up his... Um, <laughs> the... the uh, Amount of no, uh, I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to reach for al- alcohol things here, and I'm, it's not working. Still tastes like cola. Pretty much the same, yeah. All right, I'm going to crack into the liars dark and spicy, which mm. we we do like to say that we're not rum ramble on whiskey <laughs> waffle, but on this case, I am not going to make an exception because this is not rum. No. Uh, so this one's got the classic mix with a balance of spiced ginger and lime. Interesting. Hmm. That's that, alright. Yeah. That could be could be a like a dark and stormy sort of it's a bit, effort. It's, it's it's sort of it's dry ginger with vanilla. Mm. I don't mind that. Yeah, no, that's that's drinkable actually. Um it's completely the wrong weather for it. Mm. This is tropical beach sort of conditions. If you're doing dry July in the northern hemisphere. Now, here's here's the thing with these. Can you pretend to yourself that you're drinking a rum and cola, or a rum and dark and spicy, or a uh, bourbon and cola. Mm. Because this is the thing. I was just thinking of it then because I was like, you were talking about sort of cracking these on a hot weather day, and I was like, oh, it's just sort of like having a coke on a. Mm. I know this is a thing. Hot day, and then I was like, oh, I actually have to get in the right mindset and pretend to myself that this is actually <laughs> like I, I'm drinking a alcoholic drink rather than just having a a cola. Yeah. And um, I think that um, it's an interesting balance of how much mood versus booze sort of boosts you up to that excited sort of tipsy drunken level. I think sitting here in these chairs analyzing it, it's really hard to 
believe that it's alcohol. Maybe if you took a four-pack to a party and everyone's having a good time and you're drinking these ones, you could almost, like, your, your mood gets lifted that much. You can almost mm. buy into it. But, um, yeah, it's hard sitting here in these armchairs with the rain lashing the windows. Buy in. That's that's the thing, I think. Mm. It's, it's, like, it's like going to see a play. Okay. It's like going to see a play because you have to suspend yeah, disbelief. Metaphor. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. You do have to suspend disbelief. Now, if the actors don't um, carry it off properly and the audience just sort of doesn't get into it and they're all sitting there going, oh, this is this is shit, like, no, nah, we don't believe any of this. They're just, yeah, not doing a great job. Then it's the, the play is ruined. But even, even like a play that's sort of set like just on a bare, completely bare stage and you've just got the actors going, like, so, so, say you've got like... Sir Ian McKellen and Emma Thompson mm. doing Shakespeare. Yep. And they're just in a bare room, but they're like really good actors and they make you believe it, even even though it's not like the full-blown sort of um, Shakespeare company sort of yeah. like all, all, all bells and whistles and tights. <laughs> it's still believable. I, I, yeah, this, this, is, this is a bit more like your local high school <laughs> doing it yeah. rather than... Yeah, yeah. Serene and uh, Emma. It was a, a long-winded analogy, but I appreciate it. And it was Thank good. you. Yeah. So, is it when I when I was emailing these people and trying to get a, some bottles to taste for this month, I thought it could go one of two ways. One, it would just really scratch the itch and get us through the four weeks that we're not drinking whiskey, or it could go the other way, and it could be like drinking seawater when you're thirsty. And which way did it go, Nicholas? Do, um, do tell. I'd be very curious to know. I have a vague feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a replacement. It's not gonna it's not gonna step in and 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 do all the jobs that a, that a whiskey does for me. Unfortunately, um, but probably inevitably, it's um it's made me a bit more thirsty for the real thing. I'd say. Yeah, I <laughs> the Glendocus mm. <laughs> is like a Martian coming to Earth and to blend in. Putting on a folded newspaper hat. <laughs> yeah, so, Patreons on our tasting panel and drinking buddies. You guys, we're actually... Because we've got plenty of this liar stuff, we're going to send you a dram of the liars this month. Don't you dare sully the good name of whiskey by calling it dram. Oh, yeah, okay. We're going to send you a 30ml sample. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we're not going to send you the Glendocus because we wouldn't, we wouldn't wish that upon anyone. If you are interested, send us a comment in, on the Patreon and we might send you one next month if you're feeling really masochistic. But, um, yeah, I thought you might be interested in the Liars and we have an extra bottle and, yeah, the good folk at Liars um, hooked us up with it, so... Yeah, let's um, let's send our Patreons a bit of liars to just to I don't know because they probably don't want to buy a whole bottle, do they? No, so it's a good uh, it's a good way to experience it. Liars, not entirely bad. Mm, yeah, that's the the best that we can say for it. But um, yeah, the I'm just gonna say that the non-alcoholic spirits industry is always gonna struggle when guys like us come drinking it. Because we have such expectations of what a spirit is, not just the flavour. Although in the Glendocus's case, um, you know, a Too small consideration about flavour might have gone down well. But yeah, about the every element of a whiskey that we like analysing. But um, sitting back smashing these cans, you can almost believe. You can almost believe that you've got a rum and coke or a Johnny's and Coke or something. Almost, almost. Breaking the seal. <laughs> to show it's real. It is real. There's no studio trickery going on in Whiskey Waffle. We're actually perfectly sober the whole time. We're just pretending yeah. to be... We just drink tea. Yeah. <laughs> the Whiskey! Ah, oh, it's a lovely little... Oblongular... Oblongular. Ob- oblongular. <laughs> oblongular prism. As my, as my colleague says, this is a whiskey and a little oblongular prism <laughs> that packs a big punch. Yep. And what country is it from, Ted? This is from Japan. What? I, Japan? Japan. I I actually managed to afford it without sacrificing my kidneys. Well, this is, I think, the first Japanese whiskey review we've done on Whiskey Waffle. I think so, too. And I think this is actually a, quite a good place to start. Now, yeah. in Japan, you've got a number of different whiskey uh, companies. Mm-hmm. But there are two big ones that really sort of stand toe-to-toe. This is the, the Barcelona and the Real Madrid of the Japanese Distilling Association. Absolutely. On the one hand, or foot, mm. 
We have the Suntory, who who actually beam Suntory these yeah. days. They've merged to become even bigger, and now they're own. Yeah, they're all. just really big supporters of women's gymnastics. Yeah, the other one who who produced uh, the one we're having tonight is Nika. 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 Nika owns several different distilleries. Um, some you may have even heard of. They well, I mean, they make they make one that they call their coffee grain, uh, their coffee whiskey, which is not coffee as in the coffee bean variety. Nope. It's what what Phineas it, Coffee, the yes. Irish inventor, um, came up with a new type of still that was more efficient than the pot still because it had all these little plates and bubbles going up the up the column. Um, and of course, was therefore flatly rejected by his Irish compatriots. Indeed, went to Scotland yeah. and uh, made, made a whiskey mint. Thing. Yeah, uh, they've also got one called Miyagikyo. Miyagikyo, great distillery, and I another assume. one called Yoichi. Yes, Yoichi. Some of our favourite Japanese stock come from there. Yes, and those those three, possibly, probably, perhaps. Form the whiskies that make up this particular one that we've got here in the oblongular prism. In the little oblong oblongular prism, <laughs> this is, that is the uh, that is the phrase of the night at Whiskey Waffle. Yep. Oblongular prism. Now, one of the things that I find weird about this bottle is that it's it's five hundred mils. Yeah, but it looks so much smaller than five hundred <laughs> mils. It looks it looks tiny compared to some other five hundred mil. But maybe maybe that's the oblongular design. Maybe it's because it's because it is a bongula. You've you can fit more whiskey within because it's, it's, it's got, got those corners yeah. <laughs> to it. Yeah, there's no neck. It's like a Sontaran. Yeah, true. Do it, if I hit the bit on the back, does it keel over? <laughs> yeah, it opens the opens the lid. So we're going to tell the lovely boys and girls what we're drinking tonight. No, no, <laughs> they just have to figure it out. Yes, this this little oblongular prism contains the nicker. Whiskey from the barrel. Yeah. It is it's got a bit of a cult following this one, and I feel like a lot of our listeners will be familiar with a nicker from the barrel. Um, but that's because we've always had a soft spot for it, and I'm sure you have too. And look, one of the things is that this is an affordable Japanese cask strength. Yeah, it is. It's cask strength. I mean it's a it's a low cask strength. What is it's it? It's fifty one point four. Yeah. And that's that's probably because it is theoretically a mixture of so it's it's roughly, I think, about sixty percent from what I've read of the coffee, the whiskey grain stuff. Yeah, the grain, and yeah, so that's that is grain whiskey, mixed with a, a the remaining proportions, and I don't know exactly what of Miyagikyo and uh, Yoichi. Mm. But is that all, Ted? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Here's here's where things all get a bit complicated. So, hitherto in the Japanese scene, like everything has been going gangbusters with. Japanese whiskey. When we first started getting into Japanese whiskey, we could buy something like a Yamazaki 12. 12. I, I'm i fairly certain, I think I've said this on the pod before, I'm fairly certain I bought my first bottle for perhaps under $100 Australian. Mm-hmm. I bought my second bottle for some <laughs> stupid reason. I don't know why. Um, I bought that for about $200 Australian. Yeah, well, double it again these days, Ted. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's just... It's all it's all to do with sort of bad barrel stock management and yep. and just a, a bubble happening at the same time. Yeah, so there is the rumours out there doing the round that this actually contains not just Japanese whiskey but also Scottish whiskey as well. Yeah, and here's the thing. So re- recently the Japanese Whiskey Association, I don't know exactly if that's right, but the Japanese Whiskey Associated Association went and sort of had a good hard look about what actually you can define Japanese whiskey as. So, yeah. like, the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society have, for years have been coming around with a uh, with a big stick and breaking anyone's knees who sort of touches Scotch whiskey as sort of uh, and corrupts it. Yeah. Like, you cannot do that. Whereas Japanese whiskey has been a lot more flexible in mm. terms of, like, what you can put in it, how you can make it... And still call it Japanese whiskey. It's like being in Tasmania. So they've come out with these new rules, which create much sort of more yeah, hard new, new labelling standards. Yeah, new labelling standards and new sort of uh, criteria about what you can actually put into it to call it Japanese whiskey. And since then, um, this disclaimer has been put up on the Nikka from the Barrel website. It says, This product does not meet all the criteria of Japanese whiskey defined by the Japanese Spirits and Liquor Makers Association. 
weird. Mm, so obviously something they're doing is not, you know, entirely made in Japan. Whether whether it's how they make it, but here's the thing. Mm. Do you know what other distillery Nikit owns? Uh, do they own Cheetah? No, that's a Suntory. Okay. Do they own Helly's Road? Ooh, a new thrust into a Australian market. I mean, Helly's Road has been getting big in Japan. Maybe they're reciprocating. No, no. Nika owns a distillery in Scotland. Oh, really? Called Ben Nevis. Oh, your favourite, Ted. Is it, though? Is it? <laughs> Is it? Is so, it? So you need to blame um, the Japanese owners for the um, terrible customer service that you get when yeah, you go there. That, that's it. Write a letter in Japanese characters. So, one, if if they own Ben Nevis Distillery and the nicker from the barrel says that it doesn't meet these rules, could one sort of just vaguely infer that maybe it contains Ben Nevis? Well, that would be the logical conclusion, wouldn't it? Well... Uh, we can't prove any of this, and um, I'm not sure if anyone out there can, but... I'm sure someone can. I'm sure someone can. If that is you, then please get in touch via Carrier Pigeon. Um, yeah, um, I guess we'll never know, or maybe we will, but at the moment we certainly don't know the answers to all these questions, and I guess we'll we'll just leave it hanging, and you yeah, can pick I th- it up I think, I think the bigger wish. question we should ask here, and this is a very important one, mm. should we care... Ah, yes. I know. We we spent about eight minutes waffling so far, and um, we haven't actually talked about what the stuff tastes like. So. Yeah, see, is, is that actually what we should care about? Mm. Whether it actually tastes any good or not? Well, you see, I think the answer is it does taste quite good, so... Toast. Big toast. Yeah? Big Japanese toast. Cheers. Not that sort of toast? No, not that sort of toast. Ah, it's a tasty note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buttered to- toast, like re- smothered in butter. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit of uh, Nutella in there or something. A bit of nuttiness. It is a bit nutty. I mean, I think there's a bit of barrel influence as well. I mean, mm. it's from the barrel, so... We we know that it's got a bit of grain whiskey in there, so there might be a bit of light spiciness, but then that's... So, Miyagikyo is uh, is a very sort of light... And hard to pronounce. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's sort of citrusy and oil and s- sort of samurai swords and it's quite a, <laughs> it's not a lot of that going on it's sharp sharp light. but I think maybe that's balanced by the Yoichi because mm. Yoichi is peated yeah it's interesting coming up with tasty notes it's almost the opposite it's not sweet it's not fruity it's not smoky um, <laughs> it's it's quite sort of I know brassy or bronzy or mm, I mean it's malty but it's quite gentle but pleasant I'm going back to my Nutella call again. I just got a really big whiff of sort of hazelnuts and mm. chocolate. All right. Well, enough enough of the nose. Mm. Let's get drinking. Yeah. Savory, meaty, a hint of smoke. Mm. In fact, yeah, more than a hint. Maybe because the previous jam we had was distinctly unpeaty. You sort of noticed it a bit more. Mm. Sort of grilled, grilled meat. Yeah. Grilled meat on a, like one of those Japanese uh, coal grills. Even a bit of smoked fish, interestingly. It's a bit oily. Mmm. Mm. Good good body, good structure. Really um, coats the tongue. Um, broad flavour. Yeah, and that I don't think it's too... It's not like fumy or anything. It's no. It's 51%, but it doesn't sort of come up and rip your mouth out or anything. No. It's uh it's really quite pleasant across the palate. No, it drinks really nicely actually. Mm. That's probably the nose is 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 really quite nice, but it's it doesn't stand out whereas the palate has just got a bit of everything going on. It goes across your tongue like sort of a samurai sword across the silk of a kimono. <laughs> Very nice, Ted. Not quite enough Japanese cliches in there, but um pretty close. No, it it drinks really nicely. So I'm going to put a an interesting question to you. If you didn't know it was Japanese, what would you have assumed that you were drinking? Ben Nevis. Ben Nevis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think Scotland. Mm. You do have a point. I and one one bit of me though says that there is something a bit different about this. To mm. the, but what is a, it? Can you put your finger on it? <sighs> something just. No, it's indefinably. <laughs> Sort of different. It's maybe, the label. <laughs> maybe it is sour plums. Maybe it is sour plums. Out of all of our Japanese whiskies, this is probably the least sour plumsy. Yeah. Maybe it's the Yoichi. Or maybe it's know, the Ben Nevis. There's just something kind of... Yeah, I, I can't describe it, but mm. it, 
Yeah, no, we we've always liked this one though. We've had it we've had it a bit over the over the years, and Ted's just bought a new bottle recently. And um, I'm not sure if it's exactly the same as when we first got it, but my memory's not quite good enough to tell me yes or no. Maybe when we first got it, it was all Japanese whiskey. Maybe. And now it's got a bit of other stuff in well, there. Well, the, there's got to be something behind the fact the price has not been hiked on this. Mm. Look, it, this is actually about 30 years old. The whiskey? Not the whiskey itself, but the the nicker the from the barrel product mm. is... That, That's quite that old brand, for Japan. Brand, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been around for a while. It's sort mm. of a... It's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the reasons I like it is, is it's unpretentious. I mean, it's probably is slightly pretentious now that it's got this sort of fancy um, origami box. Back when it was just a little plain box, and the bottle is very plain. It's just this little sort of uh, oblongular prism um, with a very plain little label, which is mostly Japanese kanji and just, yeah, the words, nicker whiskey from the barrel. Mm. Um, yeah, and the whiskey itself, it's it's unpretentious. It sort of... It does what it says on the tin. Yeah, it wears its influences clearly on its sleeve, and I think that's a good thing, at least. It's always appealed to us. Sorry, it does what it says on the oblongular cuboid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, indeed, indeed. No, it's... um, it, I mean, I reckon a lot of our listeners have tried it before, so we're, we're probably preaching to the converted here, but yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth tasting, even if it is our large chunk Ben Nevis. We must give it a score. We must give this whiskey a score. Very good. So... Um, oh, this is a this is a very very interesting point to bring up. Is it a three or is it a four? It's a four. It's a four. It's a four. I I, I, I'm, I, I it very I'm not much. I'm not going to argue with myself on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with my gut, and I just I just everything about it, <laughs> the the whole the whole little package, the way the whiskey tastes, it's yeah, it's a really solid, nice drinking, car strength. Japanese whiskey, and I think it scores a four. Yeah, the fifty-one definitely helps it. I think, I think I'm maybe going to give it a three, just because it underwhelms on the nose. Mm. Um, okay, but yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely solid. Okay, so it, aggregate, then it's sort of on the border between a three and a four. Yeah. So yeah. You, it sort of it can yeah round up or down as you will round, round up and down as you will. But what do you think? And if you're if you're a Patreon follower and you're at the uh, drinking buddy level or above, you will be receiving a sample of this in the mm. post. So let us know. Definitely, definitely am interested I, to am see. Am I right? And am I uh, putting putting the uh, uh, oblongular prism <laughs> in its right place, or is Nick correct? And it's sort of a little bit lower than that, but still a good whiskey. Ah, oh, absolutely. And I just want to know if if people know anything more about what's in it. Mm. Yes, please. If you've got the dirt to dish, yep. let us know. Love strap, strap that dirt to the carrier pigeon. Rub, rub the carrier pigeon in the dirt mm. and then <laughs> peg it over to us. Yeah, we might even, uh, if we get any good responses, we'll read them out on the next podcast so that our listeners can all find out. Well then. Kanpai. Uh, konnichiwa. Hello. <laughs> Sayonara. Goodbye. Nick. Hmm. Are you ready? For... Am I ready? No, I'm not ready. You might, you might well be. Well, we'll find out. Are you ready for another episode of mm. online shopping adventures with Ted? Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, Nick. So, do you remember the other week we were uh, just having a bit of a catch up? I think it was our sort of bit of last hurrah drams before we got into the whole dry July. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, thing. Oh, good times. Good. Yeah, times. it was it was good times. We had a pretty good night of it actually. Mm. Um. But during that night, we were reminiscing about our travels in Scotland and going around various distilleries. Yeah. And one particular distillery that we got talking about for a while was Glen Murray. Hmm. Um, now, at one point, you um, whipped something quite small out. <laughs> it yep. was, um, in fact, your notebook from the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it did come out of my pants, though. Yes. In my pocket. One thing that we quite like about Glen Murray is their accessibility. Like, their base level stuff is... is relatively cheap and quite easy to sort of get a hold on. But if you're at the distillery, what should you do? You should try some of their older and more unusual and hard to find stuff. Yeah, which you did. Yeah. You were, you were telling me about uh, some of the ones you had and one in particular caught my eye because you gave it a five-star rating. I did, yeah. This is the 88 
support cast was it or yeah it was a it was a 25 year old um 1988 good year good mm. year <laughs> port cast so anyway because i'm quite susceptible to uh such things <laughs> when i've and we we to be fair we had um been having quite a big night of it that night yes yes i was intrigued by this uh five star whiskey and so i jumped on just to have a bit of a look up and to my amazement mm. Uncle Dan's had it. What, really? And I looked at the picture and I was like, 25-year-old, and then I looked a bit closer and I was like, oh, my God, it's the 88. Yeah. I was like... Oh, it's, 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 it, like it's real. Yeah, and because because I'm that way and I'm very suggestible when I've, I've <laughs> had a few and it comes to uh, sort of ill-advised buying <laughs> of things, I yeah, I bought it. So. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, there we that's go. A, that's a nice old box, isn't it? It, it's, it is quite a nice box. It's um, It's got... Glen Murray and yeah, twenty five. It's a it's a wooden years. box. It's got even got like little brass cornery things on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I was really pleased, and it came along. I was like, oh wow, this this box is great. But of course, it wouldn't be online shopping adventures with uh, Ted without a little twist. So this okay. is why, of course, it's oh, if I can get it out. Ugh. Sorry, I'm having a bit of trouble getting it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the uh, 1994 edition. What? So the picture on the online was yes having you on. It was having me on. Uh, well, I mean, it's still probably really good. I'm sure it is probably still really good. But, but it's not our birth year, damn it. It is not our birth year, damn it. But I'm sure it's quite good. But it, it, it it's just sort of really. Can you have a go at them for false advertising? They uh, might they might send you a, they might send you a free twelve year old. Yeah, I might I might sort of contact them and say, Dear sir, mm. your website showed that this was the 1988, which I specifically <laughs> wanted. And what turned up was the 94. <laughs> yeah. When you say it in that voice, it does sound kind of complaining. But still. Yeah, but a... still. I mean, I'm sure this is this is quite good. Maybe this is a five-star. Mm. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's better. Yeah. But unfortunately, we don't have the uh, 88 to compare it with. So, no. <laughs> um, yes, as we know from my previous <laughs> adventures... With online shopping, uh, buying the same bottle of Glen Farkless <laughs> three times. Yes, I've once again managed to get it spectacularly <laughs> wrong. Well done, Ted. Well done, me. But anyway, <laughs> there's a bottle of 25-year-old Glen Murray. <laughs> seed Lip isn't actually a whiskey, so... No, no, the Seed Lip... Well, it's not a gin either, even though it's... <laughs> well, a... <laughs> sure. Yeah. Smash Session or Seema! So, Ted, we're playing Smash Session Saver. How do I go pronouncing it? Smash Session and Saver. Almost as good as you did. So, we're Smash Sessioning or Savoring one of the next three whiskies. And um, this one that I've got for you is actually a bit of everything. You're going to have to really think it through. So, here are the three whiskies. And you have to choose if you're going to smash it down, just session it all night, or savor the one dram. Okay, I think, I think I'm capable of this. So, here we go. Um, whiskey number one is the Bonnehaven 12-year-old. Okay, a whiskey I do like. Uh, whiskey number two is the Lark Classic Cask. Okay, okay, okay. Not the, not the Symphony, the Classic Cask. A whiskey that I also like. And the final whiskey is the Green Spot, the Irish single hmm, pot A whiskey that I also like. Yeah, so they're all good without being like top level of their own example. Hmm. So what would you smash? What would you session? What would you savour? A tricky conundrum. They're also from three different countries, just to really... Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I think that I am going to smash down the green spot. Mm. I I just... I don't feel like I've got as much of an affiliation to it. I do very much like it. Yeah, no, it's great, isn't it? It is great. It's It's a very good example of... The Irish, Irish whiskey that I've had so far, mm. and I do like it. But I think, on balance, I'm going to smash that bad boy. Yeah. Then we get down to a tricky choice mm. because there's no obvious savouring one either. No. At least in my mind. Do I want to sort of session this sort of like that sort of oily, orangey, kind of interesting Tasmanian whiskey? Or do I want to session this sort of that sort of salty, uh, sort of complex, islandy sort of one? 
But still, again, on balance, I think that I'm going to session the lark. Yeah. I think I think that one's going to be, in the end, sessionable over a long period of time. And then I'm going to sort of cogitate over the complexities of what is Isla without its heavy peat influence. Yeah. And really get to grips with the... Uh, the sort of the the vegetation and the sea and all the all the elements that sort of go into making making sort of that Isla character. Yeah, how'd it go? Oh, I think you did really well. The thing that I like about this game is it's not like a best, second best, third best. Mm. Um, and actually, usually the third best is always the smash. But you have to actually think about what are you going to drink all night? What are you going to drink just for a little while? Um, I like to think that the game includes you actually have to purchase whatever, or if it's your own bottle, for example. Um, you decided one time that you want to just session Heartwood. It's like, well, it's your own bottle. You can do whatever you like with it. But um, generally, you don't session Heartwood. You savor it. But I, um, I'm actually going to go this way. I'm also going to smash the green spot. Yep. But I'm going to session the Bunnahaven just because I think the Bunnahaven 12 is a great sessioning whiskey. I think it's one of those ones that if you brought it to a bonfire mm. with maybe four or five other whiskey drinking mates, it'd be half gone, three quarters gone by the end yeah, of the night. Do, maybe it depends on what time of day it is. If it's breakfast time... Oh, it's session the lark. Session the lark. But breakfast, if it's like yeah. evening in front of a bonfire, then yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, um, uh, the lark doesn't necessarily obviously lend itself to the savouring. Yeah. But it actually... I, I've done it before. I've tried in... in some bars where it's, you know, quite expensive, but it's the only Tassie one they have. So I was like, oh, I'll grab some of that. And I, I've sat on it for a while and there are some enjoyable things to find there. It's really orangey. It's really fruit tingly. Mm. Um, you, you can sit on it and find some nice stuff. But yeah, three completely different whiskeys. And I reckon you get three completely different answers from all of our listeners. Please do tell us, listeners. That is you, you listening right now mm. to this podcast. What would you do? Which one would you drink? Have you had all three of them? Mm. Yeah, and I reckon there's a lot of people really angry at us for smashing the Irish right now. Yeah, just like the English. Yeah, yeah, no, always smash the English. I'm failing as well as usual to get into <laughs> things. At least it doesn't have a hawk. This is yeah. This is why we need a YouTube channel just to. 10-minute compilation of Ted opening things, at least trying to open things. Nicholas. Yes. I have something to help take away the taste of that Glendocus. Oh, excellent. Monsieur Truffle, limited edition. So this is made in Melbourne. Yeah. Monsieur Truffle, limited edition, whiskey chocolate. Ooh. It's uh, 65% dark chocolate. And 35% alcohol. (laughs) <laughs> no, unfortunately, it it does actually say on the back contains traces of alcohol, but I don't I don't know how much realistically would be in there. Yeah, I think you could eat a block and still drive. Sixty five percent dark chocolate with Tanzania cocoa camille cacao nibs aged in. This is as wanky as a uh, normal uh, whiskey. Um, aged in Starwood twofold double grain Australian uh, whiskey. So I think Interesting. The, the cacao nibs have been aged, aged in, in whiskey. By the sounds of it, they've chucked, yeah, the cacao nibs in the uh, twofold. Yep. That means they'd have a chocolate-flavoured whiskey. Mm. 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 <laughs> Maybe. Um, yes, anyway, I, th- I thought we deserved a treat. Hopefully it takes away the the, tru- the truly awful experience that was the Glendocus. You know what? That smells and tastes like chocolate. Mm. I can't say I get much um, whiskey out of there, but... Not a heap of whiskey, no. Decent chocolate, though. Mm. Pity we don't have some whiskey to pair it with. I know. Right, well, on that sad note, that brings us to the end of our podcast. We have... um. Yeah. So. So, listeners, do we sound any different sober? Or are we just as waffly and rambly as ever? I think that we prove to ourselves that we can waffle just as much sober as we do when we're, uh, we've had a few whiskeys. So, mm. I don't think, I don't think that, that the waffle component of whiskey waffle is... In doubt has been diminished at all by the lack of whiskey. No. Yeah. So, non-alcoholic spirits. What do you guys think? Should they be allowed? <laughs> I know. Well, if if you went on a sample size of just the Glendocus, <laughs> yeah, it would be. 
asking them to burn the lot, but it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't burn because there's no alcohol. <laughs> yeah, the lies was okay. Look, yeah. good work Australia for at least bringing something half decent to the party. So mm. I actually think there's going to be a lot more brands produce this sort of thing because despite everything we've said, it's a growing market. Mm. Next month, we will be returning with... Back more, on the wagon. Yeah, back on the wagon with more whiskey-laden adventures. Yeah. Um, that that will be much more pleasing, I feel. Um, if I never have to see non-alcoholic whiskey again, I will be um, a happy man. Uh, yeah, and next month, hopefully, we'll have a drink of something decent to sort of make up for the... <laughs> interesting adventures that we've had this month that's the plan so patreons hope you enjoy some of the extra drams coming your way and um yeah it'll just continue possibly this episode hasn't necessarily inspired anyone to jump on uh the whiskey waffle patreon or to (laughs) follow us but please please um Uh, it's a good way of getting to try non-alcoholic spirits without having to buy a whole bottle Mm, this is true Mm. Um, but yes please if you are feeling in generous spirit though go check us ah generous spirit Uh, Non generous non alcoholic spirit. Mm. <laughs> That's not generous. Yes, please go check us out on a our Patreon. Um, check us out on social media. Um, or just send us a carrier pigeon. Yes, a, a sober one. Yeah, how do carrier pigeons find us without a um, dram? I know they can't smell the alcohol vapor just wafting out of the. <laughs> I assume room. that's how they track us. It's nothing to do with like the Earth's magnetic fields. No. It's, to, it's just to do with yeah, <laughs> the amount of waffle combined with um, booze that's coming out. That's it. So, yeah, they might go a little bit off course this month, but, um, yeah, we'll get back to it next month. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. That was a odd episode. Yes, from our perspective, probably a recording session that was extremely unique. Oh. <laughs> we avoided it for the entire episode. Yeah. And you had to spoil it then. <laughs> On that disgusting note. <laughs> I've been Nick. I've been Ted. And, uh, yeah, keep on waffling. And, well, I suppose good afternoon mm. at the moment. Good afternoon. <laughs> Whiskey Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. Non-alcoholic whiskey.